Hello and good day to you, my beautiful friends. I do hope you are well. Welcome to episode 30 of Cross Button VR, our journey into the world of PSVR 2, a show for those who want to share in our newfound enthusiasm for the world of VR. Now, I'm your host, Laurie, but for anyone that purposefully ignores me every week, I just want to try telling you once again that we are part of the Cross Players. So, if you find yourself enjoying what you hear, check out thecrossplayers.com for links to all of our content and our Discord. Now, it is an honour to be joined by two of the most mysterious influencers in the metaverse. It's Ben and Alex. Hello there, gents. Ooh. Mysterious this week. That's, that's a new one. Is it? You are mysterious. Laurie, you're, you're looking lovely tonight, might I just say? Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah? <laughs> ha! Throwing you off! Try insulting me now, bitch! It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so very... I mean, that is something a mysterious person would say. Mmm, exactly. Mm. Do you like... I, I mix up the intro a bit there, just because we're episode 30 now. Yeah. 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 Little, uh, we can't describe ourselves as newcomers. Newcom- no, not yeah, anymore. Yeah. Our newcomers journey into the world of PSVR 2. We're not newcomers. 30 episodes we've been doing this. We've been playing nearly every game that's come out for PSVR 2, for Christ's sake. It's true. If there's one you know thing it. we are not, it's newcomers. We are, we are mildly experienced now in the world of VR. <laughs> we are newfound <laughs> enthusiasts. No, yeah. definitely not. One yeah, day. yeah. But um, you've been, you've been both been well. Yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. I feel it's yeah. important to note that Alex is here with a, je- a jumper, jeans, and a blanket on. That's how cold it is in Scotland tonight, apparently. Yeah. Meanwhile, cool. Ben in London is in shorts and t-shirt. Yeah, well, the... definitely a t-shirt. <laughs> Who well, knows about shorts? Yeah. Boxer shorts, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Mysterious. We even had the <laughs> fire on last night. <laughs> you had the you fire, fire on. on. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. <laughs> that is mad. As in, what sort of fire is it? Like a log fire? Or log just burner, like... yeah. Log, log burner. And you call me posh. Christ. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think for, for, for our American listeners as well, they're probably mm. thinking, oh, well, Scotland must be so far away from, from England <laughs> to have such a different climate. <laughs> But it's not far at all. How many few hundred miles, miles is it? A few hundred miles. Ridiculous. Five hundred miles. Mm. I'm not just saying more. Americans don't understand geography either. Uh, by the way, sure yeah, If you think of like what's the difference from Ben to Alex? It's kind of like Winterfall to King's Landing, maybe. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. helpful. See, see, yeah. Come on. Well, for anyone that's watched Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah, we get that reference. Well, I'm north yes. of the wall, so yeah. Well, that's yeah, true. maybe even further past. You're past the wall, aren't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Snarks and grumpkins. Mm. I'm not <laughs> grumpy. That's Game of Thrones. Bit. <laughs> I love it. I just said snarks and grumpkins. That's a deep cut from Game of Thrones. Alex doesn't like it though. I do. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was thinking of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Easily confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. Well, tonight, what are we going to be talking about? Well, there's been a state of play this week. That was exciting, wasn't it? And there was even, they even found time for a bit, a teeny bit of VR stuff we could talk about. And there's been some other news as well. Um, and we've been playing quite a few things. Um, I know what Ben's been playing. Alex, you're mysterious. I don't really know what you've been playing. Um, I understand it's been quite a lot, though. So you can tell everyone, along with myself, what you've been playing. And then we've got a little topic inspired by the state of play, uh, as we thought we might get a reveal of what, they, what they're cooking up in the old PlayStation Studios for PSVR 2, but they did not. We're still in suspense. So this, them not telling us, we thought we'd have a go ourselves at trying to work it out. Using the powers of deduction, we will try and deduce what is going on behind those closed doors. Um, and we'll see one day if we're right or not. Um, but yeah, 
Sound good? It does. That was bloody marvellous. Well, that's good, because I don't think we've got anything else prepared, so... Good. Uh, right, well, let's first off, let's talk about what they did reveal in the state of play, rather than what they didn't reveal. Uh, first thing they did for PSVR 2 was Ghostbusters, Rise of the Ghost Lord, which is another stupid subtitle. Uh, well, that's been mm. dated now for October the 26th. Nice little uh, Halloween is, game. Yeah, day, yeah, that's well-timing, isn't it? Well-timed, whoever thought that mm. one up at End Dreams. End Dreams, obviously, developers of our favourite game of this podcast's uh, Synapse. So, obviously, developer with quite some pedigree when it comes to developing VR. They know what they're doing. Uh, and then they've also got the Ghostbusters licence as well, which suggests we could be looking forward to some good things here. Uh, do you think? It looks promising. It was a nice, yeah. nice trailer, wasn't it? It was a nice trailer. Yeah, it looked uh, high quality. I think sometimes the quality of VR games that we've seen so far can tend to veer towards the more Quest 2 end, but this looks mm-hmm. pretty pretty premium as as befits an IP of this standing. So. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. well, they did actually put out a blog post as well to go with it, and they were talking about some of the PSVR 2 um, enhancements. And there are things that you can guess would be on there. I think you'd, everyone knows uh, eye tracking, yep. Head haptics, yep. Enhanced lighting, yep. Adaptive triggers. Uh, but it does still seem like they are putting the effort in for this version of the game and adding all that stuff in as well, which you kind of, you'd hope to see all that stuff now there. But they've said that in the multiplayer mode, when you're looking at your your companions each other I mean, we could all be playing it and it uses the eye tracking so we can see where each other are looking which is great because then hopefully you're not going to be looking at a sort of starfield-esque type mannequin that just kind of stares blankly into space but we'll actually be able to see what we each are looking at um so that could be uh interesting interesting there um they said it's been com- transformative in their in their blog transformative in the co-op game when it comes to communication because you can see where your teammates are looking as well Sharing a wink or two. Fancy that, guys? Mm. You can have a little oh. winky. <laughs> I look forward to sharing a wink or even two. I don't know. Maybe yeah. three with the with the mm. two of you. Maybe one of the films as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. I think. Yeah, the multiplayer. If if this does feel like you've you know got a proton pack strapped to your back and you you're there blasting ghosts together in multiplayer, I think this could be one of those that that we just end up having kind of like a walkabout like it's just silly fun um, yeah yeah can't imagine there's a great deal of depth in the story but that's kind of yeah, don't want that in vr do you? you want to get in and get out and <laughs> have a laugh VR. It's just, yeah, yeah you just want to catch ghosts or anything really, um, yeah and i feel like for us and probably if you need to have that kind of nostalgia for the ghostbusters because i think when i hear just like the the sounds you know the sound effects and stuff or their siren going on top of their car and stuff it's like mm. things like that we'll just be like oh yes this is awesome um we'll yeah. just see the, the effects of their, their proton guns doing the thing but and I, stuff i hope it's really tactile i hope that you know when you when you're actually trying to hook a ghost in you've you can really feel the rumble oh yeah there'll be some good throw, haptics. throw out a trap like yeah. that and then someone else is pulling it down into oh, oh, and yeah. i feel the, the the trigger the adaptive trigger fighting back when you've got to do it yeah that'd be good yeah, and, and don't um, cross the streams. If you cross the streams, you probably feel that extra little bit of haptic in the in the uh, controllers as well. And it looks like they have plans for it because they've also kind of given a little bit of a roadmap in terms of how they how they see the game going. I can't remember the details of the roadmap, but it's I think they've got a bit of a kind of long term plan for it. So hopefully it does land and it does well. Maybe this will be the game that finally gets Greg Miller to play his PSVR two. Because I mean, if Ghostbusters <laughs> isn't going to do it, then you think so? Mm. Is he in this game? Because what was he was in a Ghostbusters game recently, wasn't he? He was like one of the voice actors or something. 
Might be this. We'll invite him on next week. He can tell us. Uh, and they well, if you pre-order it, you can get uh, there's like a full full edition of the game that has upcoming DLC bonus content, um, and the DLC is additional playable characters, new skins, um, and more. It says so. Yeah, it seems like there's a bit of a roadmap for the game. Um, I don't actually know. Is this like story based? Is it like does it go on forever? Is it, a, is it a, what is it? I think there is a bit of a story based to it because it is single player and multiplayer, so there is a single player element to it as well. So. I think there must be a bit of a story there and then a bit of a more kind of co-op PvP experience. So. Mm. Well, yeah, definitely one to look uh, look out for and to keep close on and other things like that. But yeah, we'll be playing that one in a few weeks' time. And the other yeah. big, big game that they showed, which is quite cool, is the Resident Evil 4 VR mode. I had a really good trailer for that and dated that for this winter. So it is coming, well, not necessarily this year because this winter, what could that be? Anything coming up to February sort of time, couldn't it? But hopefully it'll well, be. Alex has started already with the, with the winter. So. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, from yeah, now on, basically. Now, Scotland. Yeah. Winter um, is coming. There you go, see? Nice. Yeah. Well, you're done there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it looked really good, didn't it? And uh, Alex, you've still not played the main game have you and i presume no. ben you is your one of your contenders for the game of the year right resident evil yeah 4. yeah it's so probably haven't talk, yeah i don't know if we talked about it much on this pod but obviously you've talked about it a lot you don't ever shut up about it on crosscast um, i mentioned it once or twice yeah so yeah um, planning to replay it in vr i don't know if i'll play it all the way through again you're busy man you, ben? i'm a busy man i've got things <laughs> to do um but I'll certainly dip into it and play through, like you know, the first the first section. And if it if it grabs me, pulls me all the way back in, then um, yeah, I'll stick with it. But yeah, a lot of obviously we've seen a lot of it anyway. I think they seem to be continually teasing this at every opportunity. But this mm. trailer was the best one we've seen so far. It looked real, and there's some bits, you know, it showed some bits from quite far into the game as well, and it, it, it all looks really good. So. Um, yeah, very yeah. exciting. I hope you both try it. Laurie, any plans? No. <laughs> I'm going to play it. I'm 100%. <laughs> no plans to. I, I will 100% play this game in VR. Mm. I promise. It's, Laurie, I, I just, it is one I mean, of the greatest do. games of all time. Yeah, yeah, well. exactly. And in the same way that GT7 was made brilliant by VR, this could be the next game. And if mm. PSVR 2 can do that and have that every year, have like one huge mega triple a exclusive that then gets turned into full vr experience so it's not not that i've got anything against this kind of smaller more interesting kind of random stuff the more indie stuff but to have these big triple a stuff that's given of the vr treatment is pretty special um and you think if they can get a catalog of two or three or four of those um grow that set of experiences that i think more mainstream audiences will pay more attention to uh it's only going to be a good thing for the headset but yeah, no, I am. I am interested for it. I just, I just looks very stressful. I didn't, I didn't like the demo of Resident Evil Four. I played the regular demo, and it's probably just something I need to just spend more time with and get to grips with, and just uh, yeah, get my head around I did, it. I didn't like the demo either. If there's any consolation, it almost mm. put me off getting it entirely. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. Oh, imagine, imagine if that had it done. Imagine You'd be a different person to the man you are today. I would be a big scary cat in the corner um oh. but yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah looking forward to it and also the non-vr content the updates for that as oh, well yeah, yeah. Uh, the separate ways oh, DLC, which, i'll show uh, that is technically vr stuff as well presume that bit will be playable as well in vr maybe uh, you'd hope so 
You'd know, actually. So. I wouldn't assume that it is, but um, well, either I'm way, going to assume it is. So. Features Ada Wong. Ada Wong is Bay, I believe they say. Uh, Bay, yeah. you mean Andrew? Yeah, sure. Sounds like something he'd say. Um, I, yeah, I don't know who that is there. So, but I, I, he was very excited during the state of play. I think on our yeah. on our WhatsApp group. So what's that group which you too can join by signing up to our Patreon? More on that later. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and also... Uh, Resi for? Yeah, go on. Go on. Yeah, as you go can on. see, there, there seems yeah. to be a little bit of confusion around the winter thing because a lot of people have reported it as winter 23 and I'm like, definitely didn't say 23, it said winter. It said this winter. So that could be 24 and I think it will be into 24. Well, yeah, it's not winter 24. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it will be within winter. the next, I don't know, not four or five months. I think yeah, you probably. When does spring start for you, Alex, in Scotland? You know, you probably. Who knows? Never, never. never. Um, <laughs> we get a lot, we get one week of summer, and the rest of the time it's winter. Um, I think probably by February we can expect it to be out. Yeah, I think if it's still not out by February, they've they've been they've been slightly uh, taking liberties with with their the release window terminology. And there's also um, <laughs> they've, they've confirmed they're doing a Tokyo. Tokyo Tokyo Game Show stream on the 21st of September. So hopefully oh, well. for Capcom or not necessarily an RE4. So maybe we'll get a date there. You never know because I feel like I feel like they want to date it. Maybe they just didn't want to do it state of play. Mm, I feel like so, they're stringing that out as much as possible, aren't they? Getting as many marketing beats under there. Mm. Uh, I mean, hopefully they'll happens. have some hands-on previews then next week after people play it at TGS. Yeah, that would be very cool. We shall um, see. Before we move on from... Uh, Resident Evil 4. The, the other game that you mentioned there, Rise of the Ghost Lord, reminded me, End Dreams, Jimmy mm-hmm. Bowers, who we had on uh, episode 19, I believe. Friend of the he's, show. He's moved on from End Dreams. Um, so I think we should congratulate him on his new role yes. at Sumo Digital. Onwards cool and upwards. And I was yep. playing Sackboy today and I thought, oh, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy. works for them. Yeah, I mean, I say onwards and upwards. I should assume it was a it's a, it's a decent one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Commiserations <laughs> slash congratulations. Yeah. yeah, whichever replies. No, that's very cool. It's well done, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, no, it's always good to see uh, see that. So yeah, congrats, Jimmy. He'll be replaced by someone half as cool as him, at least. Impossible. Impossible. Good. Um, next up, we had a trailer the day before the state of play because Sony, when they have a big state of play, they don't like to just reveal games in that because that makes far too much sense. They reveal games the day before and the day after and they just put them out in tweets on their blogs and stuff because it would make far too much sense to include them all in a state of play where they might have loads of people watching all at the same time that might see as many people as possible get a chance to see it. No, we don't want to do that. The day before, they revealed a game called Mannequin, uh, which they did a sort of teaser theatrical trailer. Uh, and that's also set for t- next year. And that's kind of a multiplayer cat and mouse type thing where there's some aliens or ghosts. It kind of looked like something out of Doctor Who, to be honest, where there was some people, uh, some aliens or someone, something that was causing all these towns and places to just, everyone just freezes on the spot. And then you're a team of people that have gone in to try and investigate what the hell is going on to these people. Um, and then hidden amongst all the frozen people are the aliens that are responsible for it. And you need to try and scan things and try and find them before they sneak up on you and freeze you too so yeah that sounds like a fun little little uh, multiplayer experience though sort of multiplayer experience that we would actually play and have fun with rather than just these kind of shooters that we're terrible at it looks really cool like the the trailer and the whole 
concept of it, the trailer of it, how they presented it, it was incredibly cool. I think this is one of yeah, the... Yeah, it, it was a very good trailer. Yeah. Because Fast Travel Games had been teasing it for a few days before before it landed, and we're like, oh, is this the one we're talking about? Oh, yeah, it must be, because it is. Yeah, incredibly cool. Well done, trailer. Um, certainly got the peak to interest in this one. Yeah. And obviously, Fast Travel Games, they're also making Vampire the Masquerade, um, and also the Cities VR, so they're quite a, got a decent pedigree um, to them. So yeah, Broken Edge as well. There's quite a few. They've got quite a few uh, PSVR two games there. So yeah, one to look forward to. Uh, and then the day after the state of play, there was also a new game revealed uh, called Soul Covenant, which is uh, described as a tactical action game, which also had a kind of reveal trailer uh, set for the first half of 2024. Um, and it kind of looks like there's a website with loads of information about it. The premise of it just seems absolutely kind of completely batshit crazy i love it very japanese um it's by the team that did soul sacrifice i don't know if you played that before ps vita game nope nope you're not vita boys i am i just don't remember it doesn't i don't remember that at all no um but yeah it seems kind of a bit like a kind of roguelike type thing um but yeah it's hard one to describe. Watch the trailer. The tactical the trailer. part of it interested me. It's like trying to... Because normally when I hear tactics, I think like turn-based kind of stuff. And obviously it's not that because it's action. So I'm just yeah, interested uh, I to think see how that works. Tactical espionage action, I think that'll go solid. That was its, right, okay. that was its strap line. So I think it's the... Yeah, tactical is in yeah, hiding behind stuff and using the environment to your, to your advantage and stuff. Mm. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, yeah, it does look very good. It looks very polished. Um, It's going to be Quest 2 PC as well. Um, But yeah, it looks very polished, big budget. It it looks quite quite impressive. It's got quite a bit of pedigree going into it. So you definitely want Hmm. to keep an eye on that one. So yeah, so plenty of new games there coming up. Um, But one game that's not coming up as soon as we thought it was going to be is Pixel Rip, which has been delayed from the 12th of September. You could have been playing it right now instead of listening to this. That's been delayed to the 3rd of October, though, so you're going to have to wait a few more weeks. And that's Pixel Rip 1995. Is that right, Alex? That is indeed. Yeah, so anyone that has played 78, is that right? Pixel Rip 1978, enjoyed that one. It wants a bit more Pixel Rip. You're going to have to wait a couple more weeks longer. Um, But Alex, you're going to be jumping into that one, do you think? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Pixel Rip 1978 enough to jump into 95, because 95 and 89, I think, is the other one. Seemed, I think 89 seems to get the highest reputation, and then 95 and 78 kind of falls at the bottom of the three. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to giving 95 a go. I think it's kind of a better era for me to try and enjoy. Um, mm. So mm. Yeah, yeah we're jumping into 90s-style games. That sounds more, more appealing than 70s-style games. No offence, mm. the 70s, but... That's how I'm taking. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you the 70s. Surely not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, another game which has been delayed, uh, who knows how long for, though, is Gazzlers. Uh, it's yeah. been delayed Boo. for a few days. It should have been out already. I think it is out elsewhere already. But it's been delayed for a few days, a few weeks on PSVR 2. And Alex, you have been doing some investigation work on behalf of it. You are, you are a new investigative reporter. You've found out some exclusive news. 
Yeah, I mean, as as you say, it could be a couple of days, it could be a couple of weeks. They don't know exactly when it's going to come out, but as far as I'm aware, it's on the way. Um, and they, they, those in the authorities. So yeah, so the developer. I've been speaking to the developer, sorry. Um, And they, they'll get it as soon as they can. I think they're making progress, and it should be with us soon. But it just seemed to have a last minute thing between them and Sony. I don't know what the actual issue was, but it released everywhere else, and then just couldn't. Couldn't quite come out in PSVR 2, but it should be fairly imminent. It might even be out by the time this podcast comes out. I'm not sure. Gosh. Shouldn't be far. Well, okay. Well, that's exciting. Either way. Um, next up, you spotted, you are doing very good, very good work, Alex. Uh, you spotted a port for Colossal Cave, VR port now live. Um, VR, Colossal Cave, is that a game you are at all familiar with? No, that's I think it's a very old, old game. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a very bad game or a very bad mm. port from the reception of the tweets that I sent out to how some people have responded to this. It's not necessarily one you might want to go and look at. Okay, it might well. be. It might, it, it might um, tickle your fancy, but it's certainly, from from our Twitter responses, many people weren't very, um, didn't have many nice things to say about this port because I think it's already been out in either Quest or PC VR, so this is coming to PS. And that's unusual okay. as well because Twitter is usually just full of people saying nice things about stuff, so yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's really strange. Well, to be fair, um, in the VR space, it tends to be. It's, it's yeah, like that's the other true, words, but VR space is quite nice. Um, mm. Yeah. It's a shame. <laughs> um, I was going to say something rude then, but I won't. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, Arashi, that's another game that's been dated. Arashi Castles of Sin has been dated for 16th of November, which is one that's filling out your release schedule there, Alex. Yeah. Uh, that looks good, doesn't it? it? That's got quite a good uh, reviews and stuff. Um, it's been PSVR game originally, and this port. Um, I think I saw some hands-on preview of it from someone maybe upload vr um and saying they're disappointed that although it's a port they've kind of not taken advantage of some of the some of the things that psvr 2 has going for it like the kind of better um better tracking on the on the controllers and stuff and yeah things like that so it might be a frustrating port if they don't put those little finishing touches in it just to make it psvr 2 um getting the best out of it so we'll see on that one but it definitely looks promising anyway just the the base game anyway now has time to make those tweaks, I guess. Oh, yeah, loads of time. It's easy, isn't it? Just changing stuff yeah, like that. Alex. that's it. You just add on. It's fine. Yeah, just... Click a button. Yeah. Little toggle. Little toggle. Uh, <laughs> right, what, what have we been playing? <laughs> uh, ben, you can go what? first. You've been sat there smirking at me. Sure. <laughs> um, what have I been playing... Playing a few bits and bobs, sort of oh, yeah, in and out. I think the probably the the hottest topic um, because it releases today, uh, the day that this podcast releases, uh, and that is Ruins Magus. Dun, the, dun, dun. Um, remember, this was in a show, not a showcase, but we saw trailers for it not too long ago, and it piqued my interest because it's a JRPG, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, however. I mean, it is like you are doing JRPG kind of things and the presentation is kind of like a JRPG, but it's very rudimentary in the stuff that you're doing. Uh, and it just almost from the the point where you're just going through the tutorial, it just didn't feel right to me from like UI counts for a lot, uh, particularly in VR, because you're 
you know, you're looking at it a lot, you're pointing at stuff, and, and they were just, the menus were just janky. The text didn't really fit the art style either. The text was quite modern looking, and the art style looks very sort of painterly and, you know, like anime style. So there's a few little disconnects like that that just were quite jarring to start with. Um, and I think, yeah, the, the actual, you know, I haven't got far into it, so I don't, I'm not going to like sit here and slate it entirely, but my first impression of it was you know when you play a game in vr and you're a bit like i could be playing a really good game in much more comfort than this <laughs> do you know what i mean and it didn't feel like you know I, I i got persona 4 on the switch a while ago and haven't played it yet i could be playing a, a classic jrpg rather than this basic you know, it's it's always fun to like throw stuff around and point and shoot and stuff in VR, but it was a bit like, yeah, it's just a compromise, a very very compromised version of what I like about JRPGs. So, not hmm. something I'd be running to recommend. Um, but I think if you've got more patience than me and you really do like that genre and VR, then um, you might you might get some enjoyment out of it. But yeah. Not a great first impression, to be honest. That's a shame. Because mm. you, you did quite like the look of that one. So that's a shame that it's not really hit you. Yeah, it just all feels very compromised and a bit cheap and cheerful. And just, yeah, a lot like, you know, a JRPG is very cheesy in the voice acting department at the best of times. And the fact that they had implemented um, English voice into this, the previous versions of it, I don't believe had. So there's a few nice little upgrades for PSVR 2 version. Um, but yeah, it just all felt a little bit shallow. Obviously, that might develop over time, as you'd imagine, when you pick up new abilities and things like that. Um, but yeah, from the reviews I've read, it also, you know, it's, it's solid, if not spectacular. And then it gets a bit grindy and a bit repetitive towards the end game. So mm. I can't imagine sticking at it for very long, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe you hit upon a topic there we can talk about in a future week is kind of what we feel doesn't work, what we don't like in what genres we think don't translate to, to VR. Mm. Um, so it's an interesting one. Like what you've explained there is like, yeah, why would you want to play a game? But like if VR isn't adding anything to the experience, then why not just take the headset off and just chill out and be more comfortable? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, right, well, that's one from you. Alex, do you want to have a turn? Oh, we can I Speaking of like implementation, where VR doesn't really doesn't really add much to a game. So I have played and finished um, behind the frame VR, mm-hmm. and I should also add I've also played this a played. little bit as well, so I can add some thoughts on this. So, so behind the frame VR is essentially a narrative a narrative game to kind of explain the story of this young painter who's trying to get into like art school type thing, and she, she's kind of you've got the mystery of an old man that lives across the window who is also an artist and you're finding out the story through through the paintings that he's done in the past and you're finding the story behind the picture and kind of progressing it from there. Um, and this was a game that was a 2D game and, it's got, and you progress that story through puzzles and like puzzles. So like the puzzle elements and stuff are pretty good. Where this just falls for me is any of the cutscenes are in 2D. 2D screen... No sort of 3D implementation, no VR implementation, so the immersion breaks like that. And I'm like, it's not what I want at all. Like, 
which is a real shame because I think at the heart, as and I think in the two D version and the original version of this game is quite well received. I think it's got decent reviews. Tells a really nice story, um, but it's really let itself down with implementation in the VR because the bits that are in VR are fine. Controls are a bit fiddly and a bit frustrating. Um, some of the some of the bits in terms of picking up your art book and stuff get in the way of what you're trying to do, and I think it doesn't do a very good job of telling you what you need to do. Um, yeah, that, and, and that's so. That that was my experience of it. Is that the control element of it? It almost sort of made me feel a bit nauseous because I was fighting against what what where it wanted me to try and go and trying to pick things up. They were just kind of glitching out of my hand. And I just was like, "What do you want me to do here?" I just got got fed up, and after about a half hour of trying to play it, um, I got a little bit of the way through, but it was just making me feel very uncomfortable. So I had to stop playing it. I think once you get over that initial bit and you kind of work out, all oh, right, this is what I need to do. And I don't know if there's maybe a couple of little bugs in there because like one of the first things you need to do is like turn the music on. And I put mm. the tape in and press play and it didn't play, but you had to open it as if so because I just skipped and put it straight in without opening the cassette, put it in and then press play, the music didn't play, so it didn't move on. But you need to do it in the right order, like open the cassette um, bit that pops out, put the cassette in, put it back in and then hit play and the music starts. So it's little things like, well, if you want me to do that, don't let me put the cassette in without opening hmm. it um, and things like that. So, so once you kind of work out what it wants you to do, it's actually not too bad. Um, but yeah, controls are fiddly. But it's quite nice in terms of you need to paint these pictures and paint add little bits. So obviously you're using a paintbrush. It's quite, um, you're not, it's not, uh, it's not really any sort of like, the word I'm looking for. It's not precise. It's not precise painting or anything. You're literally filling in these squares with colours and stuff in these areas. And that's how you're solving the puzzles essentially. And there's some other puzzles in that in there. Um and the story itself is good. I really enjoyed the story. It's almost like in terms of the kind of narrative thing that if they'd have got it right, you could almost it's not get the innovation of before your eyes, but it kind of the, the kind of story it told and the way it kinda of unfolded it probably would have been better if they'd have done it better and it is a shame and i think probably this is a game where if you like the idea of the story and the puzzles you're probably better playing the 2d version and the 3d version because even if they'd have made a little bit more effort like see if they'd have kind of almost created a theater type scene or something some or like mm. the video played in a canvas it was in like a 3d like it was almost like on an easel or something. They presented it a bit better if they still wanted to use the cutscenes as a like in two D rather than it just. It was literally like you flipped. See, like Gran Turismo flips between the two D and three D when you get yeah. in the car. It's the other way. So like you're you're in there and you're doing the puzzles and then suddenly the cutscene hits and it flips back and you've got like the blacks around and just the screen showing you this little cutscene. It's funny how we give Gran Turismo a, a pass for that though, isn't it? We never really knocked but it down what, for having that about no, but, but i guess it's because we were expecting it more in that whereas yeah because it's just a menu time, really yeah, yeah i think that's where it gets away with it because granted is just a menu it's not like it's mm. all the gameplay itself is in vr um yeah it's a fair point though yeah, yeah. so that's a shame I, I did enjoy it just not as much as i could have mm-hmm. well i do enjoy it <laughs> um Okay. And have you played anything else, Alex? I have played a couple of other things. So I played a little bit of B99, and I know you've played that yeah. as well. Ben, mm-hmm. I think, Laurie, you, you played that? Yeah, I played yeah. a wee bit. Yeah, I've played that, yeah. Played it for an Fairly hour. Fairly long so. tutorial. 
Like, yeah. how, how long is this tutorial going to keep going on before I actually get into the game? Um, which yeah. is fair, because it's trying to teach you everything you need to know before you go. But I find it, I don't know, too long. And it also made me feel quite sick. I don't know if you guys had any nausea with this one, but this is one that... And I've not felt sick with many games, but this mm. one did. Uh, I did not. No, this one no. was fine. No, I, I didn't. But that, yeah, that tutorial, that is not the way to teach people how to play your game. That's that's what I I was getting frustrated through it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to remember half of this. Yeah, you need to, to take in, wasn't you it? You need to drip feed this throughout the first couple of levels rather than that weird voice going, and now this is how you pick up an item. And it's just... Yeah. Yeah, it was very stuff, there was a lot of stuff to, to sort of go through. And then by the time you got to the last room, it's like, oh, and here's a room with loads of stuff in it. Like, I'm not fucking remembering all this. Yeah. Going random. And they said, you can read all the descriptions like you're in a bloody museum for this stuff. I was like, just let me play the game and I'll work yeah. it out as we're going along. Um, and then I thought, you got to get to the good. The you got to get to the good stuff quickly, particularly yeah. in VR, because but, I mean, I I just don't have the patience to stick with this. And I, I love the look of it. I think the aesthetic is spot on. Brilliant. But um, it was very off putting just going having to go from room to room, learning one thing at a time, knowing full well that half of this is going to stick, and the other half is just going to disappear out of my, my brain is, a lot of instantly. it was quite self-explanatory like okay these are yeah. items you pick up you shoot them and you pick them up okay yeah i'll probably get away that better yeah. and but even when when ironically when i then did get into a game despite having done that very long tutorial i didn't really know what to do <laughs> like, yeah i just said related to it and i still like it was still confusing is that a pickup or is that an enemy because they don't like what well, just make them different colors for christ's sake just make all pickups gold or something just so i can clearly easily see which what's what's good and what's bad and where am i supposed to be going it's a bit of i get that the maze is part of it but it was just very like navigating your way around was hard but i did like just the speed of running around the levels and shooting and stuff i, I thought yeah the aesthetic of the design the music was really cool um so when you're just in in the flow of just running around shooting and stuff and taking out the enemies i thought it was very good but i didn't really get what i was supposed to be doing in terms of where like it's just all a bit kind of seemed a bit hollow if that makes sense i, I also mm. didn't really get i'm like am i actually in the game yet I, I i couldn't work out at which point i was actually like is this the proper game now or am i still in a tutorial is this still trying to teach me what's going on like and i think once i was in the proper game it's quite enjoyable like the like mm. the, the whole like going around and cleaning the rooms and kind of trying to work out the different levels and stuff. It is quite fun. As you say, the music's good. It looks really good. So I think if this is your type of game and you can get over that, I think there's something there to enjoy. But I think it just takes too long to get there. I have to give a shout out for what must be my favourite story in video games. which really, really made me laugh. In that AI has taken over the world, in, enslaved all humanity because it just wants to become like a godlike type of thing. Uh, it's invented the game that it plays itself. It just plays its own computer games that it invents for itself. Aliens invade the world the AI can't be bothered to do anything about these aliens. So it says to the humans, well, I'll only sort them out if you can beat my game that I've created. So it makes you play the game. And if you do die in the game, you die in real life. It's just like, this is mad, this storyline. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Video games, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I quite like it. I think I, I could spend more time to it just to get my head around it and click. I, I, but yeah, the, when, you're in, when you're in the flow of it, I think it's great. I think the, the design, the music, the um, yeah, the the speed of it. I really like that. The the speed which you can play through the levels and you're spinning around, taking out targets that are all around you. I, I really like that. But um, I agree with 
everything you guys have said as well the, the tutorial and the onboarding is, is not good um, and yeah it, that would be better if it was a bit more of a kind of a guiding hand through the levels just trying to teach me what I was doing and how far I was through it because I was a bit like well, what do I do next where do I go because it all looks visually it's very cool but it's very hard to sort of distinguish where I'm supposed to be going next or like if I just accidentally turn myself around and go back the way I came from um so it's just just have like doors that are different color that show this is the way you should be going next and have enemies that are different colors from other stuff so it all stands out a bit more um but still decent fun yeah uh, well I'll go next I have played and finished a fisherman's tale uh now and it is the sort of game you can play the whole thing in like an hour or two it's a very very short game um, I would encourage anyone, if you're interested in this game or in Fisherman's Tale, just buy them both and just treat them as if they are one game. Because this is almost like the prologue for another Fisherman's Tale. It, it, it's, yeah, it takes like an hour or a couple of hours at the most. And then you can get into another Fisherman's Tale, which builds on this in kind of so much in terms of the kind of story and the gameplay mechanics, complexity and the environments. This is a much, much smaller, um, small scale game. I would recommend this one in particular to Lewis um, because I know he likes things. If you like super liminal stuff like that, where you're playing around with perspective, big things, small things, where you can, you're in those little liminal spaces where you can, you're, you're in a lighthouse and inside the lighthouse, you can look down and you can see a model um, of the lighthouse that you're in. And also you can look outside the window and you can see you are in a giant lighthouse. So it's kind of a constant cascading, getting bigger and bigger and getting smaller and smaller. And you're in the middle of all these lighthouses. So you can take, something that's in the room you're in and drop it into the model lighthouse and then a giant one of it will appear in because your actions are repeated so it's a bit like that um uh what's that ps plus game that came out it does that sort of same effect maquette was it maquette yeah maquette yeah oh. yeah well done um so yeah it's got it's got that so you're solving puzzles there by just making things bigger or smaller to, to interact and you can go into the small size world and then you're like a tiny little thing with always kind of giant world um and yeah but it's also, again, like another Fisherman's Tale, it's telling that really nice story. Um, this one's about a man trying to sort of live up to his his, his father. So, yeah, it, it had that emotional... It doesn't have quite the same impact as another Fisherman's Tale just because it isn't, just doesn't have that same long length to develop the story. But it does tell a really nice, sort of sweet, powerful tale and it does set up the story that it does then tell in another Fisherman's Tale and adds an extra kind of uh, layer of sort of bittersweetness to that story as well. So, yeah, I, as you know, I really like both these games. And you can get both of them. The bundle is £28.99. So that seems hmm. pretty reasonable for two games that Laurie, anyway, highly recommends. <laughs> yeah, hmm. you say that. I, as if... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, Alex, I know Alex didn't get on with another fish. I, I, I think that was me, though, and I think I've actually worked out why I didn't get on with it. Um so I need to go back and try it again because too many people are telling me how good it is, and I feel like no, I've just missed something here. And I think, I think some, I think I forgot some of the things I could do, and where I got frustrated with it, I think I forgot I could take my head off, basically, um, to change the perspective that the bit got stuck at. Um, so Too yeah, sorry, I need to go back to it. Yeah, because I'm like, how how did I get up here to be able to see in the bit that I can't get through? And I'm like. Clearly, there was something I could put my head when I was thinking about it about six weeks later. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is the sort of game that I would encourage if you do get stuck on stuff, uh, just open up your phone, just whip off the headset, open up your phone and just look at a YouTube because you're like, oh, okay. There's no real kind of walkthroughs anyone's written online for these games because they're a bit too niche, but there's loads of YouTube videos of people solving it. Or you can just ask me. But, yeah, you can just quick YouTube video. <laughs> if you get frustrated and you can't be bothered waiting to solve something yourself, you can just move on to the next bit. 
I wouldn't want anyone to sort of play and think, oh, I just can't get this and just walk away from it in frustration because, you know what, no one cares. Just just look up on YouTube. It's fine. No one cares. Cool. Well, I'm just looking at the time. Uh, if we're going to get on to our topic, we better we better crack on, gents. Can we, can we do, do, do very, very quick things. Two. Two right. quick things. Not two just quick one quick thing. thing. <laughs> two. two quick things. Ask for two. Right. Better give you one. Yeah. yeah. So, quick. very quickly, I finally played through a around the Valheim or mock about any golf and oh my okay. god it's the most beautiful course they've ever done like wow. it's not in terms of a in terms of innovative and like features wise it's just another course it's not I wouldn't say like the holes in that are that remarkable they're good it's up to it's up to par um but nice nice <laughs> but um it looks gorgeous like you, you just go and play it just is definitely the most beautiful one they've ever done it just it works really well um and I jumped in a little bit and tried the tried the update for C Smash VRS, and that's very good. Um, yes. The game it probably should have been when it came out, and I know that's probably quite hard to say, um, quite harsh to say. But there's a lot more content in there now. It feels good. The Infinity Mode feels good. Like mm. the emojis and stuff are quite cool. The iRobot um, to play against quite cool. Um, yeah, definitely. Replays. That's have, a new thing as well, isn't it? Replays is the, quite cool. Yeah. So your last um, shot, you get a replay of it, and you can save it just by pressing the cross button which is really nice cool. like because it looks quite cool um yeah definitely worth jumping back into yeah i completely agree this yeah it makes it's it a lot of hype isn't it this game as well it feels like it's building like fair play to them if they are supporting it and growing it and it feels like there's a lot of every time they add something to it it seems like there's more and more people that are picking yeah. it up for the first time so good on them and uh also just really quickly <coughs> final point on that this is how you do a ui in a vr game like yes. the menus and everything it's so so slick that uh, it's just yeah comparing that to playing ruins majors it was like night and day so yeah big yeah. big uh, friend of the show ryan he's been making vr games for a while now he knows what he's doing great work great work yeah ryan boothfield there wolf and wood um cool all right, well, we'll have a proper because I feel like we we owe C Smash. I think it's worth having a proper delve into all those new features. So maybe we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that in a bit more detail. Maybe we could do our first re-review of a of a game. Oh, you like that? Ben Good does more. Yeah, yeah, that's how I do that. <laughs> you can uh, tell me about the music in that one as well, Ben. Well, I, I, like, I like, did like your video you shared on Twitter, Ben, of you just sort of giving up, actually playing the game and just using it to sort of dance to the music. And you know, your yeah. your moves were quite impressive there. I made myself laugh. Mm-hmm. that's nice um, good well if everyone would like to support us please do give this podcast a sub on the service you're using and do leave us a review too uh, follow us on twitter at crossplayersvr and at the crossplayers and if you really want to show the love you can do so via patreon.com slash the crossplayers and for £2 a month you can help us produce the show and get entry into our lovely little whatsapp group and special thanks goes this week to Games with T who did just that he signed up to our patreon so if you want to join Games with T and Phil 1 and Phil 2 and all the other patrons that we've got please uh, do jump over to patreon.com slash the crossplayers and you can join in the fun cool uh, right topic then this week we were expecting some maybe some astro bot news alex i know you were you were very hyped for the idea of some astro um when this state of play was announced they did say it's going to be focused on third parties and that's what sure fast party stuff just not astro bot. yeah it was focusing on third parties i always thought that was kind of always a big 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 ask uh, but i thought it would be fun just to go through and try and work out what studios out of all the studios they've got and i'll read them all out in a second uh, which ones might actually be making some vr games um and then what those might be so right now the playstation studios are listed on their website are team asobi uh, bend studio 
Bluepoint, Fire Sprite, Firewalk, it's confusing, uh, Gorilla, Haven, Housemark, Insomniac, London Studio, uh, Media Molecule, Naughty Dog, uh, Nixes, Polyphony, San Diego, Santa Monica, Sucker Punch, Valkyrie, and Xtiv. So that's all the ones listed on their website. There's a lot now, aren't there? There's a lot. Um, mm. So going through them, then, I think we can discount a lot of them. Um, yes. Because we know that it's kind of games like Ben Studio are going to be making, we know they're making a, another game that's not um, Days Gone 2, but mm. it's something like that. And Guerrilla, we know they're going to be making Horizon stuff forever now. Um, <laughs> but the ones that I think we can assume are making something, uh, Team Asobi, Astrobot. It's got to be. Seems like a dead set. I predict that they will do Astrobot Rescue Mission 2, and I think it will be a VR slash non-VR game. I think it will be just playable in both. Um, and maybe mm. there'll be some exclusive VR levels that really take some of the gameplay of the first Astrobot. Um, but I feel like now the so much love for that game um, on Astro's Rescue Mission, um, the one that's built into every PS5. If Later. you haven't played it yet, you really should do. Um, yeah, I think like they can't. There needs to be non-VR as well now. Yeah, uh, the, the IP is outgrown VR. Like it, it most definitely has. Like the uh, yeah, Astro Ball like has the plus, yeah. he's like their mascot platformer now. Yeah, he is too good. But I can see them doing the something time. clever with it. Where is this? Is this possible to have one person watching it on TV using a controller and the other person with a VR headset on doing yeah. something entirely different? I can see them trying to do some clever stuff like that. That um, would be cool. Doing like a, a multiplayer. But a local multiplayer Astrobot. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever they do, the, the first Astro game on PS5 was an absolute showcase for the DualSense controller. I feel like this next game will be an absolute showcase for the PSVR2 headset, whatever it does. Mm. So I think even if it works on non-VR as well, they will do some extra enhancements to it. It will be a bit like um, oh, Tearaway, which you could play that on the Vita and it really sang. And they did a PS four version of it as well mm. but all of the best elements of it, it was the game was made around the vita so it did work on on the, was on the ps4 game. but yeah if you had the vita and you could play it on that it just elevates it Tapping so the back much to like break through the bits of paper and everything and blown into it and all the different oh, magic so pure magic so good. pure magic so yeah so team asobi i think dead sir they're making astrobot and surely it'll be vr if they release an astrobot that's not vr i think alex will just Set fire the, to his head. They will eventually port Rescue Mission. There's no way that well, game's not yeah. coming to VR2. There's no way. Yeah, that would be mad, wouldn't it, to not, not do a port of that. Um, yeah, maybe when they announce whatever it is, they'll say, and yeah. the first one's coming. So, yes, I hope so. It's so obviously for all of us, we get a chance to play that, and then we can hopefully play the second one. So that's this Obi. Okay, cool. Um, I think the next up we've got, the most likely contender is Fire Sprite, who developed uh, Call of the Mountain. Mm. so my guess for them they are now sony's biggest well, I think they're the, their biggest first party studio in terms of headcount certainly in the uk um their job listings on their website apparently mention a dark story driven horror game and also a multiplayer action game built in unreal engine 5 so are either of those vr is the question so we know they're making a couple of games are either of those vr yeah i thought the dark story horror game because they've done a spin-off of uh Horizon in Call of the Mountain, maybe a Last of Us VR spin-off, a dark story-driven horror game, you know, 
wouldn't be wouldn't be impossible. No, I mean, but, no, as in no, they're be, not doing that, or no, it's not impossible. No, it's not impossible. I mean, they, they yeah. could be working on anything. The way the way they did get the Horizon IP is like whether whether they trust them with the rest of the IPs to go and do it. Because I, I still there's still a little bit in the back of my head, and we've talked about this before that why would when they did the whole Last of Us Part One remake, why you wouldn't have one eye on trying to get some sort of VR into that as you were remaking it. Surely that adds a lot of benefit to what you're doing there if you're remaking it anyway. Um, so maybe it's doubt there is something in there. Maybe it could be The Last of Us. That would, I mean, that seems like the one. If they could get The Last of Us in VR, just think how much that would push them. Well, that's it. It's yeah. their, they know it's their flagship IP now. Of everything else, it's The Last of Us is the thing which moves. And if they did The Last of Us VR game, and it was good. That would sell serious headsets. There would be people that would be like, okay, now I need to get one. So if they've got any sense. And Fire Sprite, they know, say what you like about Call of the Mountain, it is a polished game. It looks fantastic yeah. and it is a great showcase for it. So yeah, if they can do a dark story-driven horror game that turns out to be Last of Us VR. Now, I don't want to get too, too excited because I am just making that up, but that would be <laughs> awesome. And I think of all the studios that have got, I feel that's quite, quite one of those two games is probably another VR game because obviously they've got, of all of their first party teams, they are probably the most um, technically accomplished in making VR stuff. So it would just be madness to not set them to making a, another game. Yeah. I agree. Uh, next up, next up, I think uh, Media Molecule could have a VR project in the works. Oh, so I think you've skipped been... one. Well, I... We'll come back we'll to come it. Come back to it. Okay. I'm not going in any order here. So okay, I thought you were doing it alphabetically. Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. Um, As you were. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I'll keep going through my list, and then you can tell me if you think I've skipped any. So, Media Molecule. Obviously, we've got Dreams has come out, and they're kind of winding up support for that. I think Dreams. You could build a VR game in Dreams. I'm sure there was a point where Dreams was going to be ported to VR. I'm sure that was maybe I'm making that well, up. Was it? Sure it was compatible sure with VR thing. one. Mm. Okay, yeah. it was okay. Um, it's just not PSVR two port. So I don't think they'll port Dreams to PSVR two, but they should. But having a game that was built in Dreams playable on PSVR two in the same way they've done that train game recently, or you could build a game VR game with the expertise they've got. And again, they are we talked about Tearaway. They are a very good, playful studio and tearaway that kind of you know that kind of playful aesthetic works so well in vr that would be so good i would just love to see the people that made tearaway make a vr game I mean, so, did, you, did you see them going back to the sack boy roots like yeah. back to the little big but pl- little big planet roots and doing something you know what sumo, yeah. sumo digital just said made the last sack boy game didn't they but i mean there's nothing to say media the media molecule gave birth to them so i mean they could they could take him back and do something with him again. I mean, yeah. that, that feels they like another do, game that would be good in VR. I mean, Sackboy, again, is a very good kind of mascot for them, but I feel like Media Molecule, they're too Bigger good to just to make Sackboy games now. No, no offence to, to um, Sumo. They, they made a great job with Sackboy's um, Big Adventure, but Media Molecule, when you see like, there's some of the stuff they come up with and their imagination and the, the, the worlds that they can conjure up, they've got some really good um, imaginative ideas there. So, yeah, I'd like to see them just unleash something in VR. Um, it would be a shame because I think they'd create something really special. Um, I think they'd be. it would be a good kind of tentpole thing for the medium. I think it would be mm. a standout thing they could do. Uh, so, Media Molecule, I think, uh, could and should be making something. I think London Studio, obviously, they made Blood and Truth. So, 
could the follow-up to that be in the works or maybe just a port of that even i'd set up for that at this point um but apparently they are making an online co-op game set in a kind of fantasy version of london so it's got london with like dragons and crazy stuff in it again online co-op combat game which just just instantly just puts me off just online co-op combat game just oh god i don't think that's going to be a vr that game doesn't feel like so, no i think they've said it's, it's not a, it's not a vr game so i think it's just yeah, another one have. of sony's live service games that people will probably hate it's, I, I worry that so many of the studios are making these live service games because obviously they're not all going to find an audience oh, so but... it's just a, but uh are they big enough london studio to have a, another team making a follow-up to blood and truth or if not oh, could we just get a port from them or we could get saying star vr <clears throat> we could I mean, imagine that you were just like on a, you've got the words, and you were like in a stadium and you were performing to the stadium and stuff. And like, how cool would that be? Yeah. Give me saying Star VR. Yeah. That'd be yeah. fun. And then my last uh, prediction, and this is a bit of a wild card, would be Housemark. Because I think they could make a fucking awesome arcade you shooter get, in VR. You could, that was the one I was going to say. Yeah. That was the one I was going to say. Oh, I skipped. wouldn't want to turn in VR, but I would think like. Um, what was the game that launch game they did for PS4? Resogun. 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 Yeah, so yeah. Resogun or something like that. That sort of style of game or Super Stardust Ultra. Yeah. Again, you know, another classic Vita game. Um, God, that was such a good game. Super Stardust Ultra on the on, like that in VR would just be because you could have like explosions going off and all the light shows crazy. Like Super Stardust VR. Just please, Housemark, if you're listening, just please make that yeah. happen. Now I've said that. But if if not, just some sort of arcade shooter. I mean, Resogun. Uh, not Resogun. Returnal. That would just be. Kind of too mind blowing but i yeah, think but... um like we always say like how the draw the the similarity between arcade and vr experiences and i think housemark do sort of walk that line as well that all their games are very arcadey even returnal with all of its layers of atmosphere and stress yeah. the actual core gameplay is really arcadey so i think they could create something taken what they've learned from returnal and layering on the the atmosphere and the the eerie music and everything else but also all the particle effects and all the flashy flashy stuff that they do in all their other games i really think they could make an incredible vr game and they have said Mm. i don't their next game is a different game as well they're not doing a returnal follow-up they're doing a brand new ip all over again so could well be fingers crossed yeah the thing is we play so many like b99 okay that was made by one person one guy made that game. So you're telling me that all these big internal studios, they can't set up a small team that, to develop something that uh, uses their, their IP and, and just draws on their resources. And I'm not saying there's going to be one person at these studios making it, but surely, like, I'm sure Housemark are probably working on a follow-up to, to Returnal or something else like that, or something kind of big budget like that. It's going to be, you know, they've, the end of the day, PSVR 2 is a niche compared to the, the rest of the, mm. the platform. They need their first-party studios to be making games for ps5 but at the same time they've got so much expertise in these game in these studios um they, they need to be using some of that to to make the, the vr games as well that's that is the concern isn't it it's like obviously the returns on investment needs to be there and with such a small player base on psvr2 they they're not going to want to take that risk as freely but then sony do have this propensity to just throw money at like a media molecule. Yeah, go and make dreams. It's not going to make us any money. but um, <laughs> Take and, 20 years. Yeah, you just, <laughs> just have a laugh. Um, you know, even like some of the gadgets, you could even put PSVR 2 in that bracket. But the, the, the portal that's coming out, stuff that's pretty niche, um, 
so they've got potential to just go yeah just go and do something creative and and if it makes money great if not well we we support you so yeah fingers crossed certainly like out of all of them if they could throw some money at house mark to to do a vr game i'd be over the bloody moon yeah and, yeah, and i mean i was just sorry Laurie. i was just going to say to that point the vr2 is probably the one that if you could get the games out there has the potential to grow because if you can get these exclusive experiences on a headset and on a vr2 headset the number of people that have a ps5 they want to play those games and i mean getting those games there as the one and you've got those other niche things that you talk about that won't really make that much money but if they get vr right and they get the right people working on the right games then there's a huge market there that they could actually exploit Mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent. and i guess because so 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 far first party we've got um obviously polyphony done the port of gt7 which fantastic and then fire sprite have done their call of the mountains so that's it so far um so I can't. I, I cannot believe that they would go to the trouble of making this headset and just make two first-party games for it. No, um, it's I got think to be. Astrobot is kind of a, a given, but considering the first headset got a lot of decent support, I, I think. I mean, I've just listed game five different studios there: Fire Sprite, SOB, Media Molecule, London, and Housemark. So it's only five studios out of the nineteen odd that they've got, or eighteen, depending. If you want to include some of the port houses and stuff, um, so. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's asking a huge amount there. I don't think we'd get more than that. I don't think we're going to get more than four or five games over the whole um, thing. But, I mean, the first year, it's got a couple of games. So if they can just put out, like, one... I'm not expecting more than kind of one first-party game a year, to be honest, um, which maybe I should be expecting more for that. It should be I should be demanding more, maybe. But um, if just realistically, that's, I don't think they've got that many studios, and I think they need to focus on making um, just normal PS5 games as well. Um, so we'll see we'll see but i think if we do get any games that would be my guess and out of all of those the dark story driven horror just please be a last of us vr game because that just makes that i want to play that game (laughs) it would sell so many headsets that would be the kind of half-life alex of the system i think especially if they could get the last of us to write a compelling story for it as well Mm. like the left behind from the first one is that what it was called? Yeah. Left Behind? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, there wasn't any DLC for uh, Part 2. Nothing for this part they, they threw everything into that game. So yeah, it could be a, a, good, a good companion story in the same mm. way that Last of, um, Left Behind is. Yeah. yeah. Any final thoughts on, on that topic again? I think to end on a positive, we're getting towards the back end of the first year of PSVR 2. If we, if we, I think it's safe to assume there'll be at least one or two first party releases next year. I don't think mm-hmm. that's crazy. So, yeah, it's just exciting, isn't it, to think what they might actually be. Even if it's yeah. Astrobot plus one other, that's uh, that's exciting. And they've not revealed that VR two VR two mode for Spider Man two yet. I mean, we've still got that reveal to come. So, <laughs> oh my god, maybe oh, on um, that little um, wingsuit, vomiting um, all over Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I'd never rule out a VR game from Insomniac because Insomniac are just the ones that pump out games. So, I mean, yeah. who knows? Mm. Who knows? Yeah, but um, I mean, State of Play still, once again, we've had a State of Play without really any first party big reveals. We don't really know what those, all those other studios are just list, listed. We still don't really know what most of them are making. We can assume they're making follow ups to the their previous games and PS4 but we don't know that <laughs> yeah they may be they may be making other stuff they might be big enough 
now that they're making a couple of games. So we still wait and see. So it's not just PSVR 2 we are having to do features like this where we try and guess what's being made. It's the normal PS5 as well. So yeah, time to see we... one more thing. They've yeah, come on then, Alex. Yeah, well, so well like... it's Ben you need to look at. He's the one that's probably counting down. We've gone past but it's the like we... Go on, we ha- go on. We have... Um... You you think of Ragnarok, right? And you've got I do. Kratos, you've got Kratos there with his axe, and you've got he's got his his um, reins of chaos and whatever. Um, and then you've got um, Atreus with his bow. No, 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 no. I mean, God of War. I mean, God of War, right? So I mean, surely someone can go make a little game of that. Just kind of doing a bit, a bit throwing that axe and using those blades of chaos and. Um, getting some bow and arrow with Atreus. Like, it's just Atreus, Atreus, whatever you want to call him. Um, Atrium. Atrium, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just feels like it's there on a plate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, all of their games, they've got such good, strong... I mean, that is the power of PlayStation right now, is the their first-party IP. And to just have... I don't want big, epic 20, 30-hour games. Just no. give me a... Like Call of the Mountain, just give me a four- or five-hour experience in this universe just let me see these these ip and these worlds from that perspective because playing call of the mountain the best thing about the game is that you are in horizon you can look around and the scale of the world is so different and it's awesome um yeah that alone is kind of worth checking out that game if you ask me and gt7 as well just you're in those cars for real it's amazing so if you could do that with with god of war with the last of us with with their other games um yeah there's so much like ratchet and clank could could get that as well that, that sort of treatment there's just yeah. this, i can have a lot of fun with with all those things so yeah let's let's see let's see what can they imagine can the haptics with. are catching that act you can feel it you can feel it do it let me feel it for real yeah yeah cool well that can uh i think that should bring us to a close then gentlemen thank you uh thank you gents and thank you to our listeners and our viewers for for watching and listening and um, if you have enjoyed this episode we'd love it if you could please tell your friends and family all about us and if you'd like to get more involved with the rest of our shenanigans please do not hesitate to drop into our discord and say hello and thank you to everyone who's done so already um last absolutely not least thank you to all our patrons for supporting the work we do um i've been your host laurie these two have been ben and alex and we will see you again next time until then it's goodbye.